Welcome to Creation Training Radio and TV. I'm your host, Mike Riddle, president and founder of Creation Training Initiative. We're a ministry that trains other Christians how to speak and teach on creation so that they can in turn go out and train this next generation how to defend their faith. Well, we've been going through several lessons and today we have a very special guest with us, Buddy Davis. Now, Buddy, I, I just had to have all these papers here because you've done so many things in your lifetime and I couldn't keep track of them in my three pounds up here. <laughs> you, you've got quite a reputation all across America. You've been a speaker on creation. You've been in adventure. You've been in caves. You've been in the swamplands with the alligators. Yep. You haven't wrestled one, have you? No, not yet. <clears throat> okay, thank you because you may not be here if you did. <laughs> You're sometimes referred to as the dinosaur man because you go on yeah. dinosaur digs. You're you have a, a biblical, you're a biblical musical artist. You create your own music. And uh, how high have some of those reached as far as popularity? And in, in the National Church, you mean? Yes. Well, we've had some, some stuff that's been in, uh, like number 12. It got up in, in the nation. Uh, wow. Uh, our, in fact, our last, our last recording was number 12. And these have the Bible in them too, don't they? Yes, they do, yeah. Wow. Yep. And, and you have quite a following with children. I've seen this. Buddy and I have been friends for a long time. Yes. We get together and we eat some, eat some very hot stuff sometimes. You, you still beat me. Okay. <laughs> but um, I've seen children, wherever you go, they just come up and want to hug you. You've yeah, got it's, quite it's, a following with the it, children. It's, it's a real blessing. That's why I wear this hat right here. This hat is uh, part of the, um, um, what boys and girls expect me to, to look like because they watch my DVDs. If I don't have my hat on, I've had some of the children say, hey, put your hat on. I always say, okay. <laughs> now, did they recognize you without your hat? Oh, some of them do, but most of the time they want to see that hat. That's just become part of our uh, costume. Now, you also work at Answers in Genesis, yep. and you also have your own ministry. Tell me about your own ministry there. Well, my own ministry is a, it's, it's a music ministry and, and, a, and a speaking ministry. So I travel all over the country and, and doing uh, concerts and singing. I do wild game suppers, too, for a lot of churches put on these wild game dinners, and they fix all of this wild game, and, and, and they invite. It's, it's like an outreach where they can invite people that normally you couldn't blow into church with a stick of dynamite, but, but some of these hunters will come in to, to eat the wild game, and then I get a chance to present the salvation message. Now, I've heard you one of these, and I was just thrilled. Uh, the food was great, but yep. when you got up and spoke, and you talked about some of your dinosaur adventures yep. and, you know, that you've been on and dinosaur digs, yep. and you always give the clear, plain gospel. In That's it. what it's all about. If we, if we neglect to do that, I, I, I don't think I've done what God would want me to do. Most important thing that I do is share the, the, this awesome salvation message. And that's what it's all about. It's not about the creation evolution. That's an important issue. Yep. But it's about where are people are going to spend eternity. Yep. And you yep. have a heart for that, buddy. I sure do. That there's where my, my passion is at. Now, one of the things you've done is you've sculptured a lot of dinosaurs. Yeah, How do yeah. you do that? Well, I sculpture my dinosaurs out of fiberglass. And, uh, and so uh, I, I've sculptured over 100 dinosaurs so far. And, and life-size dinosaurs, when I first started uh, the sculpturing, I wanted to make sure they were life-size because you see the little models of dinosaurs, but mm -hmm. you don't really have an idea how big that would be. And, and it's like the Lord put it in my heart right when we first started to, to do this. Uh, do them life-size so people can look at this mm -hmm. animal that God has created and, uh, and, and we can show how big it actually would have been. Now, where are a lot of these dinosaurs you've sculpted? Well, a lot of my dinosaurs right now are at the Creation Museum. I think, they, I think there's over 20 altogether that's in the Creation Museum. So. How long would it take you to do a typical dinosaur? Well, it depends on the dinosaur. The, the longest that I've, I've taken on, on a recent one to, to sculpture would be a Tyrannosaurus rex. He's 40 feet long. That's as long as a school bus. Uh -huh. and, uh, and it took me about two years because I work in the studio by myself. I, I usually don't even play the radio when I'm working. I just have to concentrate just on mm -hmm. what I'm doing. So 
Uh, it was about a two-year project. Now, that's not working every day on it. Uh, maybe one day I'll work 12 hours on it. Maybe another day I'll work three hours on it. Maybe I won't work at all on it for a week, and then I go back. But it was two years from the start to finish. On the average, though, for a dinosaur to, to, to sculpture, uh, uh, I'll say an average dinosaur being about uh, 20 feet long or so, It'd take me about three or four months to do that. Wow. So that's a lot of work to put one of these things together. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. And you say they're sculpted out of fiberglass? Yeah, that, there's a lot of other material in it, because, uh, but, but fiberglass is a basic structure when I get all done. Yeah. Now, we talk about dinosaurs. Why are those so important to us in, in a church? <clears throat> Why don't we just let the scientists handle those? Why are well, they di dinosaurs are used more than any other animal to cause young people and older like to think of millions of years in evolution, one of the first animals. You go to a museum, and, and most boys and girls, when they see a dinosaur, what do they see? The sign under. It's an animal that lived uh, millions of years ago, died out about 65 years ago at the end of the Cretaceous period. More than any other animal, that's one of the seeds that is used to plant millions of years in young people's minds. And uh, evolution demands that you got to have those millions of years. If you don't have the millions of years, uh, nobody would think evolution could happen. But there's no reason to have the millions of years at all. God is the master creator. It doesn't take God. God but speaks and it is done. Now, what's so important? Is there anything wrong with having millions of years in the Bible? Well, I think, I think it undermines the authority of the Bible. And I think young people see through that right off the bat. And they see, uh, for, for, for uh, it really upsets me when I see so many uh, church leaders, youth leaders and stuff. Oh, it doesn't matter what you believe about creation. It doesn't matter what you believe about millions of years. It matters greatly in the minds of the young people because they know that's not what the Word of God teaches. And if, if the Bible is wrong on this beginning, it could be wrong uh, other places too. I mean, science has never watched anybody walk on water, has it? Science has never watched somebody just raised from the dead. Uh, uh, and, and, and so uh, when God says that he speaks and it is done, I believe that we, I believe, I believe we can give a reason for our faith, and I believe there's a lot of reasons for, to believe that, that, that things can happen just as God speaks. And, and you, said, <clears throat> you said a very important part there, buddy. Uh, nobody has ever seen somebody be dead for three days and come back to life. Now, now let me add on to that. A lot of Christians out there don't want to believe that God created everything in six little days. They don't want to believe that because nope. most scientists will say no to that. It took millions of years, just like you were saying. But yet, they'll go against known science and believe the resurrection, which, goes, which says you can't be dead for three days and come back to life. So they're picking and choosing what they want to believe in there, aren't they? They sure are. And, you know, it, it gets me because they say that uh, God it, it couldn't do it in, in six days like he said it did. They think it took God millions of years to do that because they're believing what some of the science said, not all the scientists. But yet some of these same people that believe that it took God millions of years, they believe that we're going to be changed in the twinkling of an eye. Yep. Instantly. So if we can be changed in the twinkling of an eye, why couldn't an all awesome, powerful God creator uh, create in the twinkling of an eye? But he said he did it in six days and he did that so he could set up the work week that the whole world follows, by the way. That's what I like about whenever you go out to speak, it's not about just science. You always bring in the core issue, which is God's word. And, and, you, and you show the relevance of it wherever well, you go. Thank you, Mike. appreciate that. That's what my heart is. I want, I want to make sure that God gets the glory. Now, I've got lots of books on dinosaurs, and I see all these names of different kinds of dinosaurs. Some I have to learn how to pronounce. How many different kinds of dinosaurs actually existed? Okay, there's thousands of names of dinosaurs. You just hit on it. Thousands of names. But when you break it down into kinds, there's only about 50 different kinds of dinosaurs. And so that narrows it down an awful lot. A lot of the dinosaurs that they named, some of these names, it could be a male and it could be a female that they got different names. It was the same dinosaur. It could be a, 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 just a young dinosaur, what we might call a teenager dinosaur. Mm -hmm. 
and, uh, and, and, and so they all have different names, but they're finding out now that a lot of these dinosaurs that's got all these names all belong to the same, same guy. Just like we have dogs. We have little bitty dogs, medium-sized dogs, big dogs, fluffy-haired dogs, short-haired dogs. But what are they? All dogs. <coughs> they're all dogs. dogs. Same way with dinosaurs. You have all kinds of sauropod dinosaurs, and the sauropod dinosaurs are, are, are all sauropod dinosaurs. You have the ceratops. Now, did you say sauropod or sauropod? Sauropod. Now, what is a sauropod? What is a sauropod? That'd be what the boys and girls would call long neck. Long neck. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I believe behemoth would be in the Bible. Oh. I believe that gives a good description of, of, of what boys and girls would call long neck. I mean, God goes out of his way to describe what this creature behemoth mm -hmm. is in Job chapter 40, starting in verse 15. And, uh, and it certainly fits the description of what we what boys and girls would call a long neck we call a sauropod dinosaur now i remember reading about that and it, one it, it describes it as a plant eater mm -hmm. which would mean it's not an alligator because you know what alligators eat they like to eat us meat. they eat us <laughs> <laughs> i was just in the everglades i had to keep my eye looking out for those alligators. Oh, okay <clears throat> then the other descriptions about it has a uh, what kind of a tail is it, it has describe? a tail like a cedar tree a cedar tree is a pretty big tree uh, and, and you know what's interesting, some of the Bible commentaries say that uh, behemoth is mentioned. They realize it's a big creature. Mm -hmm. Behemoth is a big creature, but they say it's probably an elephant or it could be a hippopotamus. But come on now, do they have a tail like a cedar tree? No, but a dinosaur tail weighs several tons just in itself. Yes. Tail like a cedar tree. Yes. I think that's powerful evidence. Yeah, I like the rest of the description. It has bones like bars of iron. You know, I build life-size dinosaurs, so I go to museums and I measure the bones when they'll let me. Mm -hmm. And as I stand by these fossilized bones, sometimes my head will only come to this creature's knee. And I got to think of this verse of scripture. His bones are like bars of iron. And he's the, finally it ends up. He's the chief of the ways of God. Oh, a great big bull elephant weighs seven tons. An average size sauropod dinosaur can weigh twenty to forty tons. Wow. Which one of these creatures are going to be chief in the ways of God? Yes, because that kind of describes me. The largest creature he ever made. Yeah, yeah. Now here's a very important question. Okay. When did they live? I know what the common story is, and if you want to, what the common story is. Uh, the common story is that they they lived uh, between 200 to 65 million years ago. They died out at the end of the Cretaceous, started out at a towards the tail end of the at the Triassic, died, lived during the Jurassic period, and like T. Rex and the Ceratopsians, Triceratops and them lived at the end of the Cretaceous, uh, died out 65 million years ago. But we know that's wrong, don't we? Because we, we trust God's word, do we not? Yeah, I right. tell people there's a reason that the genealogies are in the Bible. So-and-so begot so-and-so begot so-and-so begotten so-and-so. That's not to put us to sleep at night. That's so that we can trace back our ancestors. And you get that back to only just a, 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 a few thousand years, about 6,000 years or so. The Bible makes it clear God created all mm -hmm. the land animals on day number six. People were created on day number six. So do we trust the scientists who were not there? Or do we trust God who was there? I tend to trust God. Right, because day six, you say you created the land animals, and dinosaurs were land animals. They were land animals. They? Yeah, could I, could I, uh, a lot of folks, uh, they, they, they think that uh, pterodactyls are dinosaurs, don't they? The yes. flying, The flying creatures, yes. that you often see them in dinosaur movies, but a pterodactyl is a flying creature. Dinosaurs, you hit it, they, they were land creatures, they lived right. on the land. Same way with plesiosaurs and chronosaurs and some of the swimming yes. monsters that you often hear about swimming in the oceans and stuff, and they see them in dinosaur movies, they see them in dinosaur books, and they equate them as being dinosaurs. No, they're not dinosaurs, they're swimming creatures. Pterodactyls are flying creatures, dinosaurs lived on the land. So, and when we get down to the real technical part, we have dinosaurs versus land animals, pterodactyls and creatures like that were flying reptiles, Created but they didn't have feathers, five. did they? No, 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 no. No feathers. And then we had the great sea monsters were like the plesiosaurs. Yes. So, but we tend to just lump them all together though, yeah. to make it easy. Now, if we were talking about dragons, then we oh. could lump them all together. 
Now, what is a, is a dragon? You're yeah. talking about a fire-breathing dragon there, buddy? Well, I'm, some of them could be, yeah. And I, you know what? I think that could be describe some of the dinosaurs. I'm not saying every dinosaur would be what we call a dragon, but I certainly think some of them could be. It's the same with pterodactyls. You hear the flying creatures, the flying dragons, the flying dragons that would fly around. Uh, it's interesting in Isaiah, it talks about the, the fiery flying serpent, doesn't it? And I think that some of the some of the flying dragon legends we hear about could be no more than what we call pterodactyls today. I think that would fit very well. Some pterodactyls had a wingspan between 20 feet, pteranodon, 20 foot wingspan, that's pretty big. And Quetzalcoatlus down in, in a Big Bone, Texas, found in the Javelina Formation, had a wingspan of 40 feet. That's the size of an airplane. I dare say, <laughs> I dare say if I'd be hunting squirrels, and I'd not sit in that, say, during medieval times, and say I was backed up against a big old hickory tree uh, with, my, with my muzzle loader, and I'd see something fly over my head that had a 40-foot wingspan, what would you call that back then? You'd probably call it a dragon, flying dragon. Yes. And I think the flying dragons were very much uh, real creatures that people saw, and, uh, and, and we call them pterodactyls today. And there's a lot of uh, truth sometimes in legends. So yeah. I guess they might be uh, kind of... Uh, manipulate a little bit, but there's usually some truth, and we have many yeah. legends of dragons. People tell and retell the stories enough. It's like, I, I used to do taxidermy. That's how I learned how to sculpture. I was, a, I was a taxidermist, so I had to learn animal anatomy and expression. And I can't tell you the number of times that uh, somebody bring a fish into me, a fisherman, and uh, bring this fish in. That's why I always measure these fish so I can prove it to them. Mm -hmm. And they'd come back. They'd tell their, their friends about this fish that they was going to get from the taxidermist, and they'd come back, and that, and that fish would be the size that they give me. they thought, boy, you shrunk my fish. And I had to <laughs> <laughs> get my paper out and show them, no, no, this is how big that fish was. But as you tell and retell the stories, a lot of legends do have a kernel of truth that's mm -hmm. to them, but as they, they come they come obscured as people tell and retell the story. It gets bigger than life. Yeah, we have St. George the Dragon Slayer. Yep. We have many legends there, and we yep. even have the, one of the national symbols of China is the dragon. Yep. But Dragon legends are found all over the world. Guess what else we find all over the world? We find dinosaur fossils all over the world. So. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that, uh, even in the cold areas. Yeah, every continent, every continent in the world has, has found dinosaurs. Now, the, the dinosaur, it, you mentioned they were made on day six. Yeah. But why don't we find the word dinosaur in the Bible? Because it's a brand new word. It wasn't invented until 1841 by a man by the name of Sir Richard Owen. And he's the guy who coined the word dinosaur. And by the way, Sir Richard Owen was a Christian. He was a believer, yeah. yeah. So we, we wouldn't expect to find the word computer in the Bible either, would we? No, you don't expect, <laughs> and you don't expect to find the word helicopter in the Bible. Nope. They're all brand new words. I don't find the word motorcycle in the Bible, isn't that odd? Yes. Well, you don't find the word dinosaur in the Bible because it's a brand new word, but the Bible talks about dragons. We were just talking about yes. that. In fact, it mentions it over 20 times, many times talking about a real creature. Mm -hmm. Yes, like I say, there's a lot of new words. Can you imagine just going back 30 years, just 30 years, and going up to somebody and say, do you Twitter? <laughs> you might get hit. Yeah, that's right. So new words are coming into existence all the time, and like you were saying, dinosaur is one of those new words. Yes, it is. Now, what does that word actually mean? Terrible lizard. Terrible lizard. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. I can imagine any creature that's a, that's a reptile like that that's bigger than me is pretty terrible looking yeah, when it's close. Yeah. yeah, you know a creature that's a, they say, is there any dragons alive today? I know at least one, don't you? Komodo dragon. Yeah, Komodo dragon. Komodo, it certainly fits the description of, 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 of what a dragon would be. In fact, its name is, is Komodo dragon. Well, that brings up an interesting question now. Are reptiles today dinosaurs? Well, most reptiles are not what we would call dinosaurs. Now, if we're talking about dragons, yeah, some of them could fit into the dragon legends. But dinosaurs were, were land animals. They walked with their legs directly underneath their body. Yeah. They didn't walk sprawl-legged like a lizard. That's why when you find a... used to be when I was a, a, when I was a little boy and you would, you'd go to museums, you'd see dinosaurs uh, walking... Um, um, 
kind of look like Godzilla, you know, kind of straight up like that, dragging their tails. Mm -hmm. But when you find the footprints of these creatures, you don't find that tail drag. Now, if you find a, a, a trail of an alligator, a crocodile, or a lizard, you can see where they drag their mm -hmm. tails. Now, you take an animal that weighed 20 tons, if he's going to drag his tail, you can find the footprint, you ought to find that tail drag. But you don't, so that's caused them to disassemble those bones, and they bend them over now. Dinosaurs walk with their legs directly under their body, held their tails out for balance as they'd be. As they'd so we're still learning some new things about these dinosaurs. Yes, and what's interesting to me, I love looking for the pictographs and petroglyphs that Indians would draw. Oh, wait, 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 now. Those are fancy words. What are those pictographs and petroglyphs well, some, mean? Well, uh, a, a petroglyph would be like where they chisel into the stones. Uh, some of the mm -hmm. uh, Indians might do that, or they draw pictures. You, you see cave paintings of that they draw inside caves, and, and some of these creatures look very much like what we'd call a dinosaur to look today. Cambodia is a wonderful example yeah. of just a more recent one, mm -hmm. where it looks like a stegosaurus. I know you're familiar with that. Yes. On one of the columns, the artist would draw pictures uh, or chisel pictures of a horse. They might chisel a picture of a bird, might maybe a snake, a reptile, but there's one that looks very, very interesting. It looks like stegosaurus, has the plates on its back, and most uh, most people that I know, when they look at that, they recognize that as being a stegosaurus. Oh, I thought there's no evidence that man and dinosaurs ever saw each other. Well, you look at all the pictographs and petroglyphs, you find all over the world. It's not just an isolated case or two. You find them all over the world. And, but you don't hear about that a lot on national TV, do you? Well, what's so interesting about that is it wasn't until the 1800s that we really understood anything about dinosaurs. We yep. had found some bones, but yep. we didn't know what they were until the yeah. 1800s. And it's and, and interesting, too, when they used to find these bones prior to that time, they called, many times they called them dragon bones. Yes. Dragons yeah. indeed. And we're finding these petroglyphs and pictographs mm -hmm. that date before the 1800s. These mm -hmm. figures were drawn before the 1800s. Mm -hmm. Those um, chiseled uh, on the stegosaurus on those yep. columns in mm -hmm. Cambodia were dated back to the 1200s. 12, yeah, 12th century. Yeah. 12th century. That's right. So that means that was done long before we were even put yeah. the dinosaur bones together. So yeah. how did they know to chisel yeah. a picture of a amazing. stegosaurus? Yeah. That's a strange-looking creature. In, in Utah, there's a black dragon. Looks looks like a pterodactyl. What's interesting, you, you could even find some pterodactyl bones and stuff in around that area. Maybe they saw these creatures when they were alive, and they recorded them when they were drawing pictures of them on stone. Just like when they, when, it's interesting, we, 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 the, the one, the one SAR pod at National Bridges Monument, mm -hmm. that's, uh, I mean, we, it's, it's work to get down there to find this thing, and you got to look because the desert varnish is over it. You, you got to look hard, and I know where to look, and I got to stand there and look before you can see it. But then it pops out at you, you can see it very clearly. It's well known anymore. And it looks like a sauropod dinosaur. How did the Indians know how to make this thing look so much like how we'd draw a sauropod dinosaur today? And, uh, you know, some of the rangers, now I know a friend of mine that asked one of the rangers, there's other pictures that's by the sauropod dinosaur. Mm -hmm. For instance, might be an Indian, uh, another might be a horse, another might be a, a snake. And you ask the rangers, what's this right here? Oh, that's an Indian costume. Can't you tell that? Oh, yeah, I can see that's an Indian costume. All right. Well, what's this here? Well, that's obvious. The Indians drew a picture of a snake. Oh, okay. What's this? Well, the Indians drew a picture of a horse. Oh, yeah, I see. I can tell that's a horse. Well, what's this right here? I don't know. It's a mystical creature. And, but it looks like a dinosaur, but they don't dare say it looks no. like a dinosaur because it's not, it doesn't fit the... I would call that a influence by our education system yeah. because they don't teach these things about dinosaurs in the public schools in our country. Mm. They purposely leave out the real evidence to support something called evolution. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to... Now, as creationists, you and I are both creationists, we're not after creation being taught in the public schools. Because we'd be, have too many people that don't understand the Bible or creation trying to teach it. What we're after is getting 
all the scientific evidence in there and allowing students to make up their own mind, but yeah. they're not allowed to do that critical thinking yeah, in schools yeah, anymore. Yeah, show them how to think, not what to think. Right. Well, let's get back to some more of these amazing things about dinosaurs. All right. What, what's one of the largest dinosaurs that ever existed? One of the largest dinosaurs, there's about three of them I'd like to name. Seismosaurus is thought to be about 150 feet long. And then you have Argentinosaurus, they come up, uh, it might be about that big. Uh, Supersaurus uh, was about 110 feet long, they, they believe, if you could find all the bones. And that's calculated on what bones they have found, mm -hmm. how big that animal would be. So that's some, that's some pretty big animals. Now, what would be one of the smallest ones? Uh, well, some dinosaurs were as small as chickens, but one of the smallest dinosaurs that I'm, uh, I'm aware of would be called a mosasaurus. It means mouse lizard. Mouse lizard. Yeah, and it was a, it was a small, it looked like a, just a hatchling of a dinosaur that hatched out and probably grew up to be something like a platysaurus or something, be it much bigger than that, but they found the fossils of the babies. And so they're quite small. Now, one of the things you do better than most of the average person, you can pronounce these names. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, can get, you can trick me up on some of them, but I've been doing it a long time. I've been sculpturing dinosaurs about oh, close to 28 years now and been, been studying them. And so uh, I get to lead dinosaur digs uh, sometimes out in Montana. And, uh, mm -hmm. So I have a lot of, I have a lot of fun. Uh, I, I love this because I see it's so critical. I see there's such a need. I see there's so much confusion about dinosaurs, and I see how they're used just to, just to lead people away from God. And I think you mentioned earlier that uh, it's one of the main tools the evolutionists use to yep. distract our children yep. from their belief and confidence in Jesus yep. Christ as Lord and Savior. Yep. This whole story of millions of years undermines the gospel of Jesus Christ. Sure does. Because it teaches death before sin, as you were saying yep. earlier. Yep. And if there was death before sin, then why did Jesus have to go to that cross and conquer death yep. and raise from the dead? Yep. Why did he have to shed his blood? Yep. See, once the, fo we... the fossil record is full of broken bones, cancer, arthritis, animals eating other animals. And we know, according to Scripture, if God is the authority, and I know he is, that none of this took place until sin entered the world. That's very critical. Well, you just said an amazing part there. I don't know if you recognize it. You probably did. Genesis 1.31, God calls his creation very good. And you mentioned we find these bones, and that's, uh, that's a record of dead things. Yep. And on some of these bones, you mentioned, we find signs of cancer. Yep. Now, we put two and two together here. If these dinosaurs lived millions of years before Adam and Eve, that means God just called cancer very good. Yep. That's not the God that I know. <laughs> no. That, uh, see, this, this goes against the character of God when people believe in this millions and billions of years. Yep. So excellent point there, yep. bringing that out, the cancer. Uh, <clears throat> Something else you'd like to share with us about dinosaurs? Well, I think what's interesting about, along the lines of what we're talking about is they found uh, red blood cells in dinosaur bones. How could they be millions of years old and finding red blood cells? They didn't do this test once because the first time they said, oh, you contaminated the bones, uh, there's something wrong. And they, didn't, they, uh, they have performed this test, I don't know how many times, but it was several times that they did this test over and over again. Every time it comes back, it's red blood cells. Now, evolutionists themselves, I don't believe it's this old at the point that I'm going to say, but they say red blood cells couldn't last over 10,000 years. That there's mm -hmm. what they believe. I don't think it's that old, but, uh, but, but that's what they say. But to find red blood cells in a dinosaur bone that's supposed to be 70 million years old, uh, certainly in one million years. One, you know, evolution is talking about millions of years like we talk about days, weeks, and months. Right. Nobody stops to think how long is even one million years. One million years is a long, incredibly long period. Yes. You can't think that far. Mm -hmm. and, and, and in one million years, the bones ought to fossilize or they ought to rot. 
-hmm. And to find red blood cells, not only do you find red blood cells, you find stretchy material that still stretches. It stretches imagination to believe they can be one million years old, let alone 70 million years old. I've, I've seen that material stretched and it comes back together again. It's yep. still elastic. Yep. And, and dinosaur <laughs> bone. I mean, that's incredible evidence. So you take it, you take into effect now. I thought there's no evidence that man and dinosaurs live together, finding stretchy material in dinosaur bones, red blood cells in dinosaur bones. You hear of the dragon legends that we hear all about that fits the description of what we call at least some of the dinosaurs. You find pictographs and petroglyphs that the Indians would draw of these creatures. You have all the dragon legends all over the world. You have uh, uh, China, Japan, uh, Europe, all these dragon legends, and many of them fit description of what we call dinosaurs. I think there's a lot of evidence, but the best evidence of all is the Word of God. God's Word says that He created all the land animals on day number six. Dinosaurs were land animals. That's what I believe. I believe you can trust the Bible. That's where it comes down to. <clears throat> and not only are they finding the red blood cells, they're now finding proteins on, yep. on these bones on That's multiple right. different dinosaurs. Yep. You just take one of these evidence, it's enough to cause the doubt and the credibility of the evolution story. But when you add all these up, it just destroys the evolution model. I think it does. But I've seen what the evolutionists have to say about this. Here's their final explanation for why we're finding red blood cells and proteins still on these dinosaur bones. There's some unknown process that preserves soft tissue for 70 million years. Yeah, it's unknown, all right. Yes. Uh, it sure is unknown. It wouldn't be a lot easier just to say, maybe we've been wrong on the millions of years because the evidence doesn't add up for millions of years, but it sure adds up to maybe just uh, several thousand years or maybe even hundreds of years. See what it comes down to, we can trust the Bible, can't we? Buddy? Yes, we can. We can trust it. And the Bible also says in Romans uh, 1.19 that God's given us all the evidence. We have no excuse. No one existing on this planet has an excuse for not believing yep. in the Creator God. Yep. And, it, and it, He created it just as it says in the Bible. How many days? Six literal days. And these days are well defined. And we did one of our lessons on that uh, a couple sessions ago on the meaning of the days of creation. And it came out to these can only mean a literal day. So we can trust the Bible again and again. Now, any, anything else on dinosaurs you'd like part? Because we have a lot more to go. We haven't even discussed a lot about the T-Rex, one of your favorite ones. Yeah, there. yeah, we got we to get into it. Would you come back again and, and visit I, us? I would really like to do that, Mike. That would be great. And will you bring that hat, too? I, I tell you, I don't go any place without my hat. Because if you don't have the hat, I might not recognize you. <laughs> no, I know that. But, buddy, it's been a joy to get to know you and be a, uh, just a good friend and, and go out and share some good hot sauce and oh, hot bet. peppers together. You, I enjoy uh, you that. talk about fire-breathing dragons. We yes. can do it. <laughs> I, I, that's what I'd like to talk about this next time, the fire-breathing dragon. Okay. I think one exists still today. All right. And I, I, I can even tell you the state. I think they find some of those in. Okay. The state of California. All right. <laughs> and I'd like for you to talk about that because I know you know a lot about this creature that acts like a fire-breathing dragon. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this session about dinosaurs and why they're important because our children are being taught wrong information and they're being dragged away from a belief in our Savior and Creator, Jesus Christ, by using millions and millions of years and this dinosaur stories that really don't match the scientific evidence. If these lessons had been a blessing to you, you might consider financially supporting the Ministry of Creation Training Initiative. You can do this by going to our website creationtraining.org. Again, that's creationtraining.org. Your tax-deductible donation of just $20, $50 or more a month, or a one-time gift of any amount will make you an education partner in building an army of Christian educators who can teach the biblical account of creation and train others to be able to defend their faith 
and be biblically faithful to God's word as it states in 1 Peter 3.15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Thank you.